What's up, everybody? This is Lola Ojabawale, founder of Lunchpail Labs. Welcome back to Lunchpail Daily, my personal audio diary on building and growing Lunchpail Labs, which is a no-code digital product studio based out of Atlanta, Georgia. In today's episode, we're going to jam about the firm stack, the operational stack. I feel like I've referenced this article about 20 times, but... Um, the software stack as a firm by A16Z is just something that I feel like it's just become um, one of my like core core ideas or has influences influenced a lot of core ideas with Lunchpail Labs. So wanted to really dive in there because uh, I finally took some time today to really wrote write down like. What's the operational stack for Lunchpail Labs? What sort of, yeah, what, what SaaSes basically are we hiring that help us operate the company, do more with less? And then I think there's going to be a similar exercise for a future episode where I really dive in into like the product stack. So what SaaSes are we hiring that help us build better products, help us kind of like scale this, like grow this T-shaped competency that I've been talking a lot about. Because I think in addition to, okay, software helps you do more than less, like one underrated aspect of why I think it makes a lot of sense for T-shaped product agencies, T-shaped development firms, is that now more than ever, you can be software augmented across so many domains um, that you simply couldn't before. So like GitHub, Copilot, man, <laughs> that gets me so much further in coding than I would probably like by myself. Um, copy AI, I, don't, I feel like I don't know enough about copywriting yet to really, really leverage copy AI well. But like once I do, I think that's going to be a big, you know, software augmenting thing that will enable me to do more and better with Lunchpail Labs and just like all sorts of those things. So I'm really excited to dive in there, um, but really wanted to dive in today on this operational stack, which I think is like a cost saving, cost saving, uh, spend less time doing things. Also some quality control, having some level of consistency, some level of fallback outside of myself, because for now I am a one person team. And so let's, let's get into it. So starting with my kind of like communication stack, Loom for asynchronous updates and demos. Uh, that's the main one. You know, I don't know. Well, my, I've also been very like Minerva curious because Minerva is a tool that lets you kind of do mini tutorials, but it's like in the context, all you have to do is all the recipient has to do is kind of like download a Chrome extension, which is kind of uh, sucky, but um, you get instructions in the context of like a website and stuff instead of having to watch a video and kind of translate. So I think it's like helpful for updates. Uh, it's a popular tool for those in like demos, but I'm sure there might be something better in the future. 
Notion. I talk about Notion a lot. Notion is my home base. <laughs> it's funny. Yesterday, I was sharing something about like metrics every no coder should know. I put the PMF survey um, and how you know you have product market fit if like. 40% of your respondents said very disappointed if the tool didn't exist. If Notion didn't exist, I would be devastated because my business relies a lot on that for working with clients, knowledge bases. It's where I keep a lot of the drafts for my daily writing. It's where my like personal website is. It's very, very much integrated into my life. So kudos for them. Stripe and build.com for payments is what I'm using currently. Build.com. Um, yeah, and it kind of just depends on like client preference. If there's no preference, I'll usually just use Stripe. Uh, if there is a preference for bill.com, I use bill.com. QuickBooks for like expense management and looking at cash flow. This is with in a collaboration with my like the accounting firm that I use with Lunchpail Lab. So uh, I don't really actually do much. I, I get to look at my like, oh, like this is how much I spent in the business and I hook up my like business accounts, but. I don't really do much else with that. And then Slack is a pretty big one. Also for kind of more real-time communication with clients. A few few clients uh, use, use Slack to just do stuff. And I've also really started to lean on this for like automated notifications, sort of results from QA tasks that I run with some automated software and Google Alerts as well, um, which is kind of like my, I use Google Alerts as like my market research <laughs> sort of software. So it surfaces relevant like articles and things for me to look at, uh, which I sometimes take action on either for the newsletter or for other stuff. Zapier, big one as well for my kind of gluing a lot of stuff together. Uh, I, I feel like I use it mostly for like shifting things from calendars back and forth. And then there's a few like, and then urgent notifications. So a little tap on the shoulder, text for things that are very, very urgent. Uh, call Cal for, for scheduling and video meetings, though I need to make a update to my instance because I broke it. <laughs> so I've been using like a uh, Calendly for the meantime, but Cal is generally the the tool of choice. Hypefury for tweeting, um, which is kind of like my marketing type thing. I really like Hypefury because it also surfaces ideas of tweets and like formats. And so I think I find that very, very helpful as well as like you can schedule. I only schedule a couple days in advance, but uh, thinking about some new methods, so I might might change that up. Superhuman and G Suite uh, for email and storing files in the cloud. Honestly, uh, I mean, uh, Superhuman, I, I don't know how I feel about Superhuman. It's all right. I, I'm definitely not using it for like the full benefit, but I have my subscription. <laughs> uh, I find myself in Gmail quite often. But when I do have a lot of emails, I just go to Superhuman, clear things out real quick. And then so and then review for newsletters. So. That is one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. Eleven tools on the firm side. And I'm sure there's others that I could hire for um, making making things, but that's kind of it with that. So now that I have this at least written down somewhere finally. 
I can iterate as I come across good tools. I think there's also a digital minimalism um, kind of aspect here because one of the things in that Cal Newport book, Digital Minimalism, that he talks about is like, um, yeah, having a specific use case for the software that you use and only integrating or changing software when it like better serves that use case. So now that I have my base, I do come across a new tool that I think, you know, does the job better, I can hire that instead. So that's really all for me today. And I hope everybody has a wonderful Wednesday and I will catch you all later.